Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you enjoyed those um, uh, that offering message that we put for the last two days. How to get uh, from God what you're believing for. Some of the testimonies. Today, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you about uh, consecration, about uh, our attitude towards sin. You know, when I started preaching, um, well, I started preaching in kids' church, so maybe not that far back, but. Uh, when I was in sales and then I was doing the, the house church, many of you know that for years, I think for um, from 2013 through to 2018, so for five or six summers, uh, we we did a house church. So every Sunday over the summers, 20 weeks, we would I would preach and then um, either my wife when she came along or my brother would do praise and worship and we would have church, right? Lay hands on people and, and, and preach. And I found myself, especially around when people came around who were new, you know, we'd invite people and they would just, all right, I'm going to wake up and go to church. They'd come over in their pajamas and just lay on the floor. And, uh, you know, it's funny people come in wearing a Budweiser t-shirt or a hat that says Dos Equis on it or whatever. And that stuff just bothers me, but Hey, they're new. I'd rather have them there in a Budweiser shirt and a Dos Equis hat than not, than sleeping in and not hearing the word of God, you know, whatever it takes. So anyway, um, people would come and just, and listen. And I found myself, it was like every other week I was just preaching on sin, preaching on holiness, preaching on living righteously, preaching on living for the Lord. And I'm like, is this the only thing that I know in the Bible? You know, I expected myself, you know, as a, as a pastor, even though I wasn't a pastor, you know, you have people for 20 weeks in a row, you're, you're not really like an evangelist, but I found myself this message it was the same, the same message. Man, consecrate your life, serve God wholeheartedly, leave sin behind. And I was like, is this the only thing? But especially when I preach to young people, because I realized for myself, much of my teenage years, I was in and around the things of God. I was going to church more than once a week. You know, even when I was in Bible school, not maybe not so much in Bible school, but it was like the first victory that you ever take is the victory over sin. You know, before I, I believe before the Lord promotes people, people have people can walk in dominion in different areas. People can walk in dominion financially. Uh, uh, people can walk in dominion over over sickness and disease. But I believe the first major victory you win is the victory over yourself and over your flesh. And you really don't want the Lord to promote you until you do, because that's where you see it, where people never get the victory over their flesh and over sin, and they've got the secret sins, and then they have success in ministry. And then 10 years later, you hear that they're still struggling with stuff. You hear that there's still stuff going on. And this person's meant to be leading, but then they're having relationships in the background that they shouldn't have. And then there's this fall. So it's like you can see people, and it's all throughout uh, Christendom. You can see people who, and you know, even as I talk about this, you can think of people, musicians who were famous and wrote all these songs and all of a sudden uh, slipping up and, and cheating on their wives, right? And so you see these different things. And so this is a battle that everyone, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, that everyone has to win. And so I, I like preaching on the subject of sin. I, I like preaching hard against sin. I, I like people need to come to realization. It isn't that you're supposed to go your whole life just sinning and repenting. There comes a point where you should be living a holy life and where sin shouldn't have a regular part in your life. But we're not taught that. We're taught, you know, we fall down, but we get up. For a saint is just a sinner who fell down. You're not a sinner. You're not a sinner. You were a sinner by nature. And then you got born again. And now you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not a sinner. It's not who you are. Things change. It's like 
you know, you it's like a citizenship. I was born in South Africa. I became an American. When you get when you become an, a citizen of America, you know, you, you then have the opportunity to renounce citizenships. And so, yeah, I might have said I was African, but when you renounce a citizenship, you say I'm not long no longer African. I'm 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 American now. The citizenship changes, right? If you go from registered Democrat to Republican, I was that. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I once was a sinner, but now I'm a <laughs> Republican. <laughs> Forgive me. Having fun over here. Romans 5 and 6. If, if you're struggling in sin, if you're struggling to eradicate sin from your life, if you find yourself always going back to the same things, if you find that there's always something, Romans 5 and 6 need to be your Bible playlist until you get free. They're the chapters that really are filled, Romans 5 and 6, with an understanding. I mean, there's others, but these ones, for me, are the main ones. 5 and 6, the chapters are filled with an understanding of what God wants. And when God has something in His Word for you, when you read the Word, the the Scriptures have the power to, to perform that. So if God says, you shall not, sin shall no longer have dominion over you, Knowing that verse and putting that verse in your heart, memorizing it, but meditating on it is what will give you the power. You know, uh, in Psalm 119, I think it's verse 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. When you put the word of God in your heart, it it, it frees you up. It gives you power to overcome. So let's read. I'm going to read, cruise through a few verses here. So Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned. Everyone say reigned. That isn't talking about the weather. Death reigned. Death had the control. You know, before you got born again, and really before Jesus came uh, as well, death reigned. There's people who don't have Jesus. Death reigns in their life, and and de- sin and death. So sin is the controlling force. People who aren't Christians can't stop sinning. They can maybe stop doing a specific sin, but it's going to become something else. You know, they stop. They stop. Uh, uh, they stop fighting and like getting into fights, but they still have hatred in their heart. You know, they stop sleeping around, but they still have lust in their heart. You know, they still have covetousness. They still desire someone else's wife. There's, there's sin is controlling them. Death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Getting born again makes it that you are no longer being controlled by sin, that you are able to have dominion over sin. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That's a nature thing. When Adam sinned, everyone who came from his bloodline became a sinner. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. When you became of the bloodline of Jesus, you became righteous, not a sinner. The opposite of light is dark. The opposite of black is white. The opposite of sinner is righteous. You can't be both. You're either righteous or you're a sinner. If you say I'm a sinner, then you're saying I'm not a Christian. The nature of a Christian is not a sinner. The nature of a Christian is righteous. Uh, Romans 6.1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? You are dead to sin. Verse 3. Know you not that so many of us who were ba- as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? When you got born again... There was a new life that came, but you also died. The old man died. The old man died on the cross. Verse 6, Romans 6, verse 6. Know this, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should no longer serve sin. 
Think of it this way. You were sold into slavery by Adam. Sin was your slave master. And so you have a slave master and the slave master tells you what to do. When, when you die, you no longer have that slave master. So you died. And so uh, you no longer have that slave master. And then you were ra- and then Jesus raised you from the dead. And so you have a different life. The Bible says you walk in newness of life. So the slave master can come back and be like, hey, you belong to me. And be like, no, the old man died. And so that person, that nature, the old man died. You were raised from the dead. Sin doesn't have uh, dominion over you. He, that, for that reason, you shouldn't serve sin. Verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Verse 8, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. No, or us, for that matter. For In that he died, he died unto sin once, but then he de- it lives, he lives unto God. When you got born again, you, it made it that the sin was not the controlling force. It took it from death. If you look at it like a hierarchy of, if you're looking at a company, they would have like CEO, you know, owner, CEO, blah, 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 all the way down. If you look at it like a pyramid, all the way down, these are the levels, right? Tier two employees, tier three, and then you have like the little hirelings at the bottom, right? Sin was above us. Sin had dominion. Sin could command us. On a spiritual level, sin had control. When, when Jesus died, sin was taken out of the way. We have dominion over sin, which means we have dominion over sickness, which means we have dis- dominion over disease and all the things that came from sin. Now, verse 11, such a key verse, verse 11. Likewise, reckon. That word reckon, let me read the definition um, uh, from Strong's, what that word actually means. That word reckon means to, to think on. It means to take an inventory, to estimate literally or figuratively, to conclude, to think on. So he's saying, think on the fact, reckon yourselves dead to sin and, and alive unto God. This is the problem. People's thought life is not, no, is, is not, I have dominion over sin. People's thought life is, you know, we all sin. You know, there's a standard that's set by the world. There's a standard even that's set by the modern church. There's preaching. How many of you know we all sin every day? Speak for your freaking self. I do not sin every day. <laughs> I, I was a sinner. I do not practice sin. I do not, I do not make a way of life of sin. Sin doesn't have dominion over me. I can't tell you the last time I sinned. You may consider that word freaking a sin, and then you can chalk me down for that one as a sin, but uh, I don't. <laughs> you, I can't remember the last time I sinned. I'm not making a practice. I, in all things, I'm willing to live honestly. There's not a part of my heart that's, that's hidden from God. I live to hear the voice of God. I live to, to obey the voice of God. When I repent quickly if I make a mistake, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to live a pure and holy life. And so I, and I've, why? Because I've considered that my old man is dead. I'm not a sinner. My nature has changed. Just like, you know, if, if you were a homeless person eating out of a trash can or, or getting food from behind a restaurant in a dumpster, you know, is a possibility. If you're royalty, you don't do that. I'm royalty. I don't eat the slop of sin. And so verse 12, let us not therefore, let not sin reign in your mortal body. So he's saying, don't allow it to that you should obey it. Neither yield your members as instruments of righteousness. So it all becomes about who you yield to. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Verse 16, know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. There's people that 
that have Christians who have yielded themselves to sin and now they're stuck. And so you have to be, you have to get free. You have to press into God. You have to, you can't take sin lightly. One of the biggest problems in, in this generation is people who treat sin lightly. You know, I know I'm all, I sin every day, but I'm just trusting the Lord has grace for me. That attitude, you have to hate it. The Bible says hate even the garment that's been spotted by the flesh. If you don't hate sin, you won't beat it. If you don't hate sickness and disease, you won't overcome it. You have to get a hatred in your heart. You hate what God hates. Sin separates people from God. I don't hate anybody, but I hate the sin that separates it. I hate when Satan has bound people. I hate seeing people addicted to pornography. I hate seeing people stuck in, 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 in sin. I hate it. You have to get a hatred in your heart, a holy hatred towards those things. I'm not treating this lightly. I'm not playing around with this. You have dominion over sin, and you have to chop the, the dragon's head off. Don't take it lightly. Don't let it sit around. There's a verse that I want to read, uh, the last verse I'll read here, Hebrews, and it's chapter 13. And you know, this is this right here, this verse is where I believe a lot of people miss it because, because there's it's a heart attitude in that people want to keep their sin around. They want to keep little pleasures around. They want to they wanna be doing things that they know they're not supposed to do, where their parents have told them, don't do this, or... Or, or someone who's in authority of them has told them, don't do this. Paul said, and it's Hebrews, or whoever wrote Hebrews, said, um, uh, Hebrews chapter 13. And he said, um, verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you. Verse 18, pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Many people are not willing to live honestly. They want to keep sin. They, 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 you know, if you've gone, if you're sinning and, you've, and you haven't repented, people have unrepented, unchecked sin in their life. Sin will lead you to hell. It'll, it'll harden your heart towards God. It'll harden your heart. Jesus is willing to forgive, but you can't take the grace of God in vain. Don't do that. You have to get on fire for the Lord that you say, bless God, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm bringing it to the light. The first thing you do is you bring it to the light. You expose it. You go to leadership. You First of all, you go to the altar. You go to God. You repent. Publicly repent. You don't have to get up on the microphone and say, this is what I'm doing. But you publicly, you don't. People who say, I'm not going up to altar calls. I repent in my room. No, no. You, you, if you confess me before men, you know, you trade in fear of man for the fear of God when you go up and you answer an altar call. You, you, you make it where this thing is not hidden in darkness. You bring it to, to authority. You say, I can't deal with this thing. Secret sin will destroy your life. Don't play around with it. Live a holy life. Choose today. I'm consecrating my life afresh. You know, the Lord will throw you, will throw you ropes. He'll throw you uh, lifelines. The more you reject them, you know, every time the voice of the Holy Ghost comes to repent, to answer an altar call and you don't, you're act actually hardening your heart to his voice. You can't afford to do that. The Bible says he'll guide me with his counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. If you can't be guided by the counsel of the Holy Ghost, you won't make it to heaven. Please hear me. Don't mess around with this. If you're struggling with sin, first of all, realize the severity of it. This will take me to hell if I let it. Sin is an open door for the devil to come in and do what he wants to do. You don't treat it lightly. 
You treat it, you, you, you abandon ship, you flee fornication, you run hard in the opposite direction, you consecrate yourself, you get on your face before God, you cry out to God, God, I can't deal with this anymore. You make changes. If you have to get rid of TV, if you have to get rid of a smartphone, if you have to, whatever it takes, get rid of certain friends, you eradicate sin in your life. People tr- treat this sin too lightly. Sin will kill you. You, you treat it like the enemy that it is. And then, you, and then you change your thought life. You know, you don't live in condemnation. But once you've eradicated, Lord, I thank you that I'm righteous. I'm not a sinner. That's below me. I don't do that. I'm in all things willing to live honestly. You bring your life into the light and you serve God in the light. Serve God wholeheartedly. The, the first victory is the victory over sin and self. Get that victory today. Decide today, I'm removing, I'm, I'm, by the grace of God, I'm removing this. Don't say, you know, the Lord's got to help me because he knows, but I believe the Lord's going to, no, you make a decision, make it the Romans 12 too, make a decisive dedication of your members. Lord, my life is yours. Some of you need to get on your face and repent and ask God to forgive you for treating sin lightly. Sin will your sin will find you out, but your sin will destroy you. You yield yourself to sin and you become a slave to sin. We should only ever be a servant to righteousness. Thanks for listening. I know. I understand. It's a tough one. I, I pre, but this is, if if you're living right for the Lord, this message should stir you up. Bless God. I, I'm running as far away from the borderline. I'm not even entertaining thoughts like that. Uh, going places with people that I know there's going to be opportunities to sin. I'm running in the opposite direction. I'm here to serve God, not 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 live my own way. God bless you. I love you. See you on the next podcast.